0: go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. hello and welcome to the empowered wisdom show this is your host molly mccartney and today our theme is coming home to yourself i'm talking to rajesh rai she's a reiki practitioner we are talking from opposite sides of the world today she's in singapore i'm over here in orlando florida so that's very exciting and, um, and I, I wanted to talk to her today because she's a Reiki practitioner primarily and has gone through her own journey of developing her healing practice. And during that time, it sounds to me like she was really also coming home to herself, which is ironically, not ironically, the title of our show. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing her story because I know a lot of us out there, healers, um, uh, wisdom channels, um, intuitives, we have gone through some very difficult things in order to listen to ourselves, in order to really turn to spirit and, and ask for guidance on what we should do when life kind of falls apart for us. And um, it turns out that those things that fall apart end up being some of our greatest gifts that lead us to this work. And I know Rajesh has a wonderful story about that. Maybe not, not wonderful the whole time, but it sounds to me like she's used her pain and her challenges to the highest degree to now serve and help others heal. So um, welcome Rajesh, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm doing really well. It's just midnight my time, but I'm here and I trust that, you know, the right things will come true for everyone listening.
0: (laughs) Awesome, wonderful. Well, why don't you share what you do um, as a Reiki practitioner? Um, you know, I, I love that we're talking across the world because you know there's lots of Reiki practitioners everywhere, and, and it's good to hear um, the similarities and maybe even some of the differences of how you practice and and who you serve. So um, go for it. Just let us know about yourself.
1: Okay. So my uh, the first lineage of Reiki that I learned was Usui Reiki, which is a traditional Reiki that most people are familiar with. But very recently, um, I learned of Dragon Reiki, and and that normally gets a lot of like what. Um, and I've also learned like soulmate Reiki and money Reiki. And I think one of the struggles I'm coming up with um, amongst fellow practitioners is just that they're like, oh, you know, those are not traditional Text from the purest elements. Like, no, it's wrong. You know, don't do that. But I trust that everything's coming from source and your body will filter the right energy is true. So I'm still um, experimenting with them. Money Reiki and soulmate Reiki is actually a modality channeled by Stephanie Brill. And it's meant for you to um, pick up the particular frequency for your soulmate and pick up the particular frequency for many that is unique to those. And of course, you can do that, do that with regular with Reiki, but if we can catalyze the process, then why not?
0: Yeah. So
1: that's next, yeah, next where I am with Reiki, that everybody can heal, everybody can use um any modality that's useful for them. So I think I shared with you that, you know, we can use, uh like my mentor said this, that, you only need to tie your shoelaces one way. You don't have to have various different ways to do it. So my modality is uh, Reiki, although I have dabbled in EFT and I've dabbled in um, Akashic Records and uh, Systemic Constellations. Like I've played with so many things, but I keep coming back to Reiki because it's so gentle and so soothing and it's, it's such a nice support system. Um, I think my main draw for it was because I can do it anytime, you know, when I'm grieving the loss of a friend or if I'm going through something that's particularly upsetting, it was so hard for me to get like a counsellor or a psychologist to speak to or, you know, an energy healer. And knowing and practising Reiki for myself meant I could do it anytime, anywhere. And it was something like really cool for me to draw on. (laughs)
0: yeah absolutely i love that about it too um i think i shared with you i'm a reiki master teacher myself and um, primarily work through sound healing now but always infuse that with with reiki the symbols but also just the reiki intention which you know going back to what you said about the money reiki and um the dragon reiki and the soulmate reiki it's all it is a power of intention when you have um, teachers teaching that and, and attuning you to that particular vibration it's this Kind of, you know, just like the angelic frequencies you might in- tune to if you're tuning into the angels. tuning Mm -hmm. into that particular frequency um energetically and i love what your mentor said about you only need to learn to tie your shoelaces one way absolutely true and it's it's like what way do you like to tie them what way do you like to channel energy um because every healing modality in in my experience is feels the same is the same um there can be slightly different experiences in that healing um you know experience um but it's you know, working on different things, but it's the intention of the healer and the practitioner or the healed and the healer um, that makes the difference. Um, So yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. And, uh, and for for mentioning that you came back to Reiki, uh, you know, after trying some other things. So you mentioned that, you know, you weren't really into this stuff too much until you had uh, something difficult happen in your life and you discovered Mm -hmm. that your husband was having an affair. Can you share about that time in your life and and what that was like to deal with and how that turned you to spirituality?
1: Okay, so I was 25, I think, when I first learned about my husband's affair. Um, I think that was in 2012. And it was a very interesting time because most of my friends were not married. Um, if they were married, none of their husbands were having an affair. So I had no one within my internal, my inner circle to turn towards. Um, And someone suggested like, hey, go for a past life regression. And, you know, and I did just because I was like, I have a problem. I need to fix this. Um, How I fix this is not important, you know. So it's just like, okay, I'm going to go for the past life regression. And I remember it was a lot of money at the time for me because I was just starting to work. Um, But one of the things that came up during the session for how to fix this problem was um, I saw my hands hovering above my ex-husband's back and it was cool because I used to do back rubs for him all the time. Like I do really nice back massages. And so it was one of those things, one of the activities that we had together. But I didn't see myself needing the muscles. I just saw myself, my hands uh, hovering above the back. And so I told the lady, like, I see my hands doing this and I'm not sure what, what it is. And she asked me if I've heard of Ricky, and I was like, no, never. So she said, go check it out. And um, so I did something naughty, like at the time, there wasn't many Reiki centers in Singapore at all. So I uh, found one and it was a Tuesday afternoon and I actually took time off from work to go for this group Reiki session.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it was so cultish because somebody did a lot of chanting and some attunements. And said, okay, now your hands have healing power. And there would be somebody at your head and one other person at the foot. And they were supposedly channel, channeling healing energy to you. And I didn't feel anything the whole time. I was like, what am I doing here? You know, why am I here? Like, she must be wrong. I didn't, you know, pick up the right messages <laughs> during her past life. Um, But when it was my turn to do it for them, they both said my hands were, were so warm and they felt a lot of energy flowing. I was like, yeah, whatever. Stop making sense to me. <laughs> so I thought it was a cow And I was like, okay, I'm not doing Reiki. And... I didn't do it for like the longest time. I think I only returned to it because my friend told me that she got a boyfriend after going for three reiki sessions, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. I want a boyfriend. I'm gonna do this." So that was like a whole decade, you know, of coming back to reiki. Um, but also, I realized that it was very comforting to me when a friend passed away last year by suicide, and uh, it's very hard for me to understand why he did what he did. But um, you know, I really uh, enjoyed my reiki practitioners. Uh, comfort and support during that period of time so I felt like it was a whole circle and I was like I don't have to talk through my problem and I don't have to talk to her about my emotions on it I just need to be able to allow the energy to pass through yeah so I think that's why I came to Reiki and along the way there were like all these other modalities that I tried
0: Mm. well can you share a little bit more about that when you know you're you are being healed and and you know, being the cha- well—that's <laughs> that's why I'm tripping over my words because the healer and the healed is being a channel for the the energy. So when you're mm-hmm. receiving reiki, you feel that it allows you to allow those emotions to pass through, and that's the the therapeutic aspect of it. Can you share a little bit about that, and then how you work with other people in that way too?
1: So my whole belief about reiki is that there's no healer per se. You are your own healer. All you are doing is giving permission to somebody else to hold space for you in that process. So in fact, you know, whenever I was having my sessions with her, um, I remember it was a non-refundable deposit, but the day before the sessions, I would always feel shitty, you know, for lack of a better word. I was nauseous and I had migraines and I was going to cancel like, Rajesh, I have a non-refundable policy. If you cancel now, you're not going to get a deposit back. And I said, okay, whatever, I turned up. And then she told me like, okay, you're having a healing crisis. The healing has already started. So a lot of times, I think in the this whole healing process, there's a divine appointment that's already done. which is correct us in our physical realm,
0: playing out the playing out the healing, you know, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing out the healing. Yeah. I yeah. forgot your answer, sorry. <laughs> No, that's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what I was I was wondering, because, um, you know, you don't often hear people you mentioned you, you had some EFT training and some Mm -hmm. other kind of modality training, but return to Reiki for that sort of nervous system alignment, you know, stuff. So I Mm -hmm. think that's really awesome for you to talk about because people might not relate those things. And it, it really is. It's like it's all energy management. It's all opening um, opening the channel so that the healing can can just come through. And mm-hmm. that's something we can do in our everyday lives. You're absolutely right. You can do it while you're driving. Uh, I know for me, if I can't sleep at night, I just I just lay on my back and, and I self Reiki and I'm just I'm sleep uh, within five, 10 minutes. Yes. Um, you know, things like that. So um, what other um, ways have you helped people um, that come to you for Reiki? And do you do this remotely? Or is it only locally?
1: So my particular flavor is um I do it remotely. You know when we started we were talking about would I want to migrate and um uh, yeah I'm looking at migrating. So I feel like just because that part of my life is not completely sorted out, I don't want to have a physical space like a brick and a brick and what do you call it like a brick and mortar space.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um and so I kind of want to do everything online. And interestingly one of my client's resistance is I don't see you. I'm not actually seeing you physically do anything. Why should I be paying you? I'm like, okay, go home. Give me 15 minutes. See if you feel the energy flowing to you. And if you don't, we'll stop. If you feel it, let's continue the session. And a lot of times they're like, okay, this is weird. But I see, I feel tingles or I feel like cold sensations. or I feel warmth. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Then then stay with it. Uh, There are very few people that tell me they're so uncomfortable that they want to stop because it has happened, you know, especially with money Reiki. Um, some of them is like, this taking too long and they just don't want to stay in that space. Like, I'm like, give me half an hour, you know, just stay there for half an hour, but it gets so uncomfortable for them. So I think maybe that part of my practice needs tweaking, but a lot of times it's like, they can be anywhere in the world um, at any time and I'll be able to send the healing over space over time. And I've also been able to use it for people, like for past events. So uh, Soulmate Ricky has been quite, has been like the thing that's been the most popular so far recently. (laughs) So a lot of people ask for help healing past relationships or they're like, okay, I'm not seeing a partner. And when I'm doing the Soulmate Reiki for them, I actually can see their partner in the space and I need to strengthen the connection between uh, the the two souls that I see coming up. Um, And it's very interesting that the changes play out in their life very quickly. So the most recent thing that I use Soulmate Reiki for, which was a new thing, I've never tried this before, is like a friend asked uh, to call it a baby. So she has had a couple of miscarriages um, and she before she asked me to do the Reiki for her, I knew she was going to ask me. It's just, you know, one of those things. I was going to raise my rates and she said, Rajesh, I know you raised your rates, but can I still do it at a previous rate? And um, I want you to do this. I'm like, yes, because your baby has already communicated to, to me. And I know it's woo-woo and I don't know how to like say this better, but that's really just what happened. So we did the Soulmate Reiki and one of the things I saw is that her husband and the baby's uh, connection was not that solid and so I strengthened the connection and I also strengthened the connection with the mom and so I kind of like just triangulated everything and then you know she is successfully pregnant um, she's already in her first trimester and I'm like excited so I think Reiki can do so much and it's fascinating so other things I've done it for is like people's travels or if someone's not getting paid for a project then we do the Reiki and then they get paid within two days that's
0: wonderful yeah it's it's wonderful and it's it is opening you know that that really opens up a conversation about you know helping them be a vibrational match for what they're wanting Mm -hmm. and um sometimes it is it's right around the corner but if if we're not a vibrational match it might pass us by a few times before it actually makes its way to us and uh and staying open staying present um, Reiki is a great way to do that. And uh, I love to hear how you helped your friend um, conceive. I, I had a client, same kind of situation. She had lost a child in the past and came to me for energy clearing with Reiki. And sure enough, she had a very healthy pregnancy and, and everything was great. So, and, and, you know, at the time I was very new. So it was like, I I, I I'm just gonna do my thing yes. and let spirit yes. do its work, and I was like, great, it worked. Um, and I think that's staying humble as a healer. We're just we're just here to to help open the channels we're just here to help open the channel so um, for anyone out there that's curious about reiki you know that's really what's happening there it's just helping you open to the abundance and the blessings that you're looking for they're also looking for you if you are feeling closed in anywhere there's some kind of upper limit problem that's something that energy work can can kind of help help you um eliminate Uh, and so you can move forward into what you really want So, um, so lately, Rajesh, you mentioned that your greatest success is coming to a place of complete trust and surrender. And, -hmm. you know, we, we talked about our title for the show is coming home to yourself. So that trust and surrender, can you share a little bit about what that's like, uh, as opposed to when you maybe would try to make things happen in the past or live in fear, um, how that's changed your life to be able to surrender to life and and trust that things are going to come your way.
1: So a little of the things that I've been reading about because I read voraciously I've probably read like a hundred spirituality books at this point over a decade Um, and the most recent research I have research you know is like uh, you have to embody the version that you're going to become and you have to listen to your body so embodiment has like two aspects so far that you have to if you want to be a certain a person you're going to be a millionaire or you want to have a loving relationship then you have to feel love and you have to self-source it from within yourself and then the second aspect of um, embodiment was that we have to stop being so much in the crown chakra because I think so many of us are very good at visualizing and trying to magnetize the things but we have to come back to the body and if there's uncomfortable feelings and you know you want to be able to shift the uncomfortable feelings but don't like bypass it like the feelings are there they're just information um, about something going on in your body but you have to like sit with it and sit with the comfort so I think the most recent thing was um, I had a breakup uh, I broke up in January and around March I hadn't shifted it on my own and I sought out my mentor who does systemic constellation um, and I went to her and I was like my money and make me feel good <laughs> you know I don't want to feel like this anymore and she said, Rajesh, let's have tea, uh, let's have a chat, uh, but I'm not going to do constellation for you. And I'm like, no, I'm sure there's a pattern, you know, in my family. And I was trying to find a problem to fix. And she's like, no, I cannot solve this for you. My guidance is telling me you have to sit in the discomfort. And I went home and I felt terrible because I had spent over an hour getting to her. And I was like, why won't you just take my money? You know, because money is energy and it's an exchange. Um, but two days later, I felt really good. Now, and, and I thought it was such a gift to. It was such a gift that she gave me and I couldn't have given this to myself. She told me, sit in the discomfort, see what comes up and stop running away from the feelings. And I and I really did. So I think the embodiment part is to self-source all the feelings that you want. But if the not so good feelings come up, because we tend to label emotions as positive and negative. If the negative emotions come up, like just stay with it and you will become like a much brighter, more vibrant version of yourself. I cannot tell you until you actually do it. Yes, absolutely. So the surrendering was like, sorry, just to finish up, the surrendering is that sometimes there's external sources telling you to do stuff, like, you know, there's so much information out there, but it's just coming back to your body, listen to your body, if it feels, if it doesn't feel good, um, how do you transmute certain things? If someone says something you're like, meh, it doesn't, you know, cause a flowering in me or blossoming in me, then maybe disregard that and keep it, you know, for later.
0: Absolutely. It's about does that harmonize or not? And if it doesn't, it doesn't mean we have to rail against it, like, oh, that's, you know, wrong, or that's bad. I like to think about it as simplifying it is asking yourself, am I in flow or am I in resistance? Mm -hmm. And if I'm in resistance, where am I in resistance? And just doing that work to find out, well, where's my ego getting all caught up in this stuff, so that I can detach it and, and then get back into the flow of my intuition. And, um, I don't know if you know, but I teach intuitive development and that's my main thing is you've got to, um, you know, and I'm talking to listeners out there that are struggling to, to understand that your ego is, is, is a very active mind. It's got a very active computer processor that's thinking and trying to figure things out all the time and has lots of opinions and judgments, et cetera, et cetera, and expectations. And then of course, the instincts to survive and stay safe is that really primal ego that wants mm-hmm. to, to keep us on top of things and alive and, and maybe even winning, so to speak. But those two things are illusions compared to this kind of wonderful technology that's coming through our spirits. And that's, that's the intuitive flow that that helps us find everything that we need, that helps us heal in ways that are miraculous. Um, it's the God spark in us. Wouldn't you agree, Rajesh?
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> I love it. In fact, I think all of Reiki or like any modality you're doing is this just- Coming back to yourself and remembering that you are a divine self. like yes. All of life is a hologram. So do the bigger, better, brighter holograms. But know that they're all illusions. And I mean, the way I see it is that all of life is you just coming. You just remembering I have control of everything. I am co-creating with the divine. But also getting to a place where I am the divine.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. We are extensions. And uh, we could get really really crazy about this conversation going, <laughs> you know, like how every one of us is the divine looking at itself. And, you know, that whole concept is when you really start thinking about it, it, it it's mind blowing. Um, and the fact that we, we feel that we're separate and we have to um, compete in some way or beg, borrow and steal in some way. It's, it's all just this interesting game that we've created and mm-hmm. we're, we're getting there. I think as we evolve and see, all right, we don't really need to be that afraid of each other. I mean, hopefully hopefully it doesn't have to come to terrible terrible blows for us to figure this <laughs> out, but, um, but that will be a whole different type of, of human race, if not some other type of race that we evolve into one day that understands that connection. So I think that's, this is all part of it.
1: (laughs) No, you're right. I think Neil Donald Walsh has a book on uh, the fourth human or (laughs) like his fourth book is something about becoming divine, you know, along, along that lines. And all my conversations with my friends have recently been in this realm and they're the same people. It's just somehow conversations have been evolving. They have not like, they have not read the same books, but we are having wildly different conversations. And I love that.
0: Yes. I've seen that too, because I've been. Kind of in this realm of spirituality and really curious since i was a teenager and mm-hmm. it's been oh, so man. interesting to yeah a long time uh it's been very interesting to see you mentioned 2012 i definitely saw an upshoot with the 2012 mm-hmm. people talked about um the word ascension came up you know big time back then um and then the internet got much bigger and, and social media got much more um just all pervasive. Um, So you're seeing a lot more people have these conversations from different angles too. It's not just the woo-woo angle. You've got the scientific angle, the medical angle, the holistic Mm -hmm. health angle, um, and it all leads back to nervous system and calm and, uh, you know, being in flow. (laughs) And I find that so interesting. And I'm so happy to hear all these different ways to talk about it because I think that's how we become self-aware as a species. So... We're doing it. <laughs> well, you you mentioned your your struggle, and and we're at the port part of the podcast where I like to offer my guests um, some inspiration on something they're struggling with. You mentioned that you had this recent relationship, and although it was your choice and you felt guided to to have this breakup happen, you're still kind of in this sense of was that the right thing to do? Um, can you share a little bit about how you're feeling about that before I go into the cards?
1: Sure. So I initiated a breakup in January because I felt that he wasn't meeting some of my needs. Um, and, you know, like having come back to a good relationship after so long, there were elements of the relationship that I really liked, but I felt that there were certain things that I couldn't let go. And it took me 10 years to become the person that I am now. Like, you know, when I'm actually going on podcasts and doing stuff like this, something that I wouldn't have done like 10 years ago. I'm like, I am like, okay, I'm going to be a TEDx speaker. I'm going to do, you know, big big stuff on public speaking gigs and stuff. So I'm going to just start with, with this thing. So I feel like um, he's been really good for me in some ways, but some things I couldn't, uh, yeah, deal with. And he wasn't willing to meet me in the middle. But I realized that while I could have made the best decision for me at the time, I have to sit with the discomfort that uh, it's not making me feel good right now. <laughs> So I feel like there's still a little bit of quotes. uh I have cut cords before, but they seem to keep growing. And I just wonder if there's any guidance around a new relationship coming up or what kind
0: of resolution or closure do I still need from this current one? Mm, great question. So um, the cards I pulled for you, it, it, the first one is, you know, your inner voice is guiding you. You are being guided by a, a higher uh, awareness of what's happening here. And you have a vision for your life that's very specific you've been you've been handed it by your higher guides by your higher self and um when your inner counsel guides you to do certain things it can be annoying (laughs) it can be frustrating like well I you know there are things I did like about that so I want to I want to make that work I don't want to I want to make sure my ego isn't like you know, turning my, turning its back on this thing because it doesn't like it, you know, and and you want to make sure that you did the right thing. But I do feel that your inner self was guiding you in this and it had to do with your, the bigger picture. Um, You're coming out of a time of, of going through some healing with this. So I feel like this relationship must have been a healing, what I call a healing soulmate relationship. And it's not necessarily the life mate, you know, it's more Mm -hmm. someone that comes into your life to help you appreciate yourself and help you see yourself for who you really are in your in your power. So as they appreciate and love you for that. And, um, you know, whereas in the past, other partners may have not even seen you or recognized you, um, you get to say, All right, I've, it's real now, you know, I'm living this. Mm -hmm. And now this partner has recognized that, but you're moving into a time of taking on your personal power a little bit more, and learning how to um, learning how to make that stronger or, or, or kind of not weaker, but turn it up or down according to certain circumstances. And I feel that it's kind of been all or nothing. And and when you and when I want to go back and explain that so all or nothing with your personal power, either you're in complete surrender and kind of go with the flow, or you notice something wrong. And then it's like, it's all my way or the highway, <laughs> and that's, that's out of pers- yeah personal. She says that's true, um, out of personal protection. And so when uncertainty comes up, that's something that really gets that gets you honed in on your power because I feel that being alone, as much as you have been, you'd very much trust yourself and you very much trust spirit. But there is some trust issues going on with um, the opposite sex and also just partnership in general that you're working to heal. Now, mm-hmm. um, the the hidden influences here are um, seeing through the illusions of the situation and making sure that you're not um, romancing something that's not really there. Um, but I do see that changing the story about it would be helpful. Um, and it's not about you discarding someone or not about you turning your back on true love. It's more about boundaries and what fits and doesn't fit for you mm-hmm. and so it's it's almost one of the, if we're to talk about manifestation um similar to the shoelaces um metaphor i like a metaphor where life is like a you know you're in a diner and and you order something off the menu and then the cook brings it and it's like well that's it tastes all right but it's not what i thought so could you go do something else and so you might feel bad because you ordered what was on the menu but this particular diner is there to make you your perfect dish so especially mm-hmm. when it comes to partnership say well i like it enough but it's not perfect so I send it back and bring me back a, a little bit more spice in that or a little bit more salt um or maybe a whole different you know uh, mm-hmm. vegetable side um so you're at that point of of fine-tuning that and it just feels like oh gosh i don't want to i don't want to throw away a perfectly good you know situation or a perfectly good meal quote unquote um, because this would work but again there's there were parts of it that turned you off enough that it would keep being that way the rest of your life if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, did you feel that truth when you decided to break up
1: yeah I was like this is a match 70 percent you know but at 100 percent I'm gonna be selfish and I'm gonna ask the neighbors 100 percent. so I sent back, but it back they hasn't come back you know
0: that's right, exactly. And it's just about time. So your big obstacle now is um, to shine your light and to sacrifice that comfort of relationship mm-hmm. as the the timeline works out. You have to uh, allow the person out there that's getting ready for you um, to do whatever he's doing um, and just enjoy. And we talked about embodiment of self-love and just being that, the more you're that and you just mm-hmm. keep showing up as that in the world, the the old you, And the old you that played small that didn't have the greatest boundaries is going to start fading away and the new you is going to be the one completely attracting the new partner so they're going to match you in energy and um and be supportive of that and i'm getting like goosebumps as i'm talking so i know spirit is like wanting you to hear this right now
1: (laughs) it's amazing i love
0: that. (laughs) yes (laughs) so um your hopes and fears are fearing that you're going to have to be uh to to let go of your um, preferences to get the person you're looking for, but don't worry about that. Just be more specific about the intention of who it is. Um, and, and make sure you say, you know, no, thank you. Like that's nice, but no, thank you. If it's a almost match, if it's not that 90 to hundred percent match, um, or hundred percent, you said you want hundred percent go for hundred percent and keep <laughs> taking steps forward as you transform, which means you may still date a little bit. You may still be open to it. But, um, promise yourself that, as you go forward with this, you're going to hold hold to what you want and not let others, the desires of others sway you one way or the other, or the fear of loneliness because mm-hmm. you you would not have this desire for this partner if they weren't out there also desiring you. So again, what we talked about earlier, what you desire is desiring you, so it's just about staying that clear open channel for it. and um and again, it, I would say, go with your. Your preference if you like dating go ahead and date around a little bit if you don't then stop don't put yourself through that enjoy alone time friend time be with nature be with your spiritual work. Um, The more you get complete about allowing your upper self to make this choice for you, um, the easier it's going to be to manifest and just following your intuition and speaking your truth, no matter who it turns off (laughs) it's going to be important, but the good news for you is you're through the worst of the storm. So you just need to keep your eye on the prize and don't get distracted by the little details. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. And this is this type of reading, you know, maybe it would be different details, but anyone out there struggling with this kind of thing. I know I had, um, a couple of relationships like this and the message was very similar for me as well from my guides is, you know, it was almost, but not quite, or it was, a lesson or a healing relationship. So we have those sometimes that feel really good, but they're just not right for the long term. And it's important for us to to see them for what they are and let them go, so you both can be free, right? And you both can find that that one hundred percent match. It is out there. No, <laughs> oh,
1: I agree. And it's been like a decade's worth of spiritual work, and I feel like I've trusted the universe, and it's always delivered. You know, yeah, even beyond like, my expectations. So I'm gonna just sit in it and do the work. Do the you know what. And it will show.
0: That's right. That's right. I can see that. That's wonderful. Well, great attitude. And thank you so much for being here today and sharing your journey with Reiki and how you're out there helping people all the way across the world. I think that's amazing. And I know there's going to be people. I've got. We've got people in Kenya, Denmark, um, um, oh, who, Norway. We've got listeners all over the place. So um, I know you're going to touch uh, a lot of people with this story today. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for giving me
1: the opportunity to Molly. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. So where can people find out more about you if they'd like to look, look you up online? So I am on uh,
1: my website, which is com. I think I can pass you a link that might be easier. If not, it's R-E-I-K-I-E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-X.com.
0: Awesome. Reiki com. Great name. Yes. So um, everyone take a look at Rajesh's website and um, give her some love. And thank you for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we wanna interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour for free teachings, guided meditation and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.